This is Superstar V. Marino, and you're listening to the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast, the best wrestling podcast out there. And that's a matter of fact, not opinion. BPW Nation, Big Joe back again with the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast, joined as always by my co-host Reggie Banner. What's up, baby? Reggie in the house. Big news this week, we are adding a third wheel to the podcast. We have Sage Santiago from the Battlefield, homegrown, one of the future BPW bombshells. Sage, happy to have you as part of the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I feel so honored to be here. So yeah. honored. I'm so excited. That so That's cool. fantastic news. Yeah, we you've been doing uh, some ring announcing on the future shows. You did some at, uh, you know, some pre-show stuff that we had, and uh, that was going pretty well. You know, I thought we all get different opportunities <laughs> here. I, I've had the opportunity to run the podcast. We got Reggie Banner. Doing the of podcast course. as well. You know, we're doing double, triple duty sometimes with the commentary. And Reggie's managing now uh, part-time. We're, we're, we're a versatile bunch, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I got you. you. To, I got you, you have to be. You wear many yeah. hats. and That's one of the uh, benefits, I think, of, of coming into to BPW to learn the business. You know, you have to start somewhere. And, uh, you know. Yeah. So, Sage, do you have aspirations to actually, you know, end up being in the ring and, and leading that, that bombshells division? Of course, that's the ultimate goal here is to be the best that I can be and give it my 100%. You know, I want to be, um, you know, someone for people to look up to in that sense. How I had AJ Lee, I want to be someone's AJ Lee. So that's the goal. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I know a lot of a lot of girls. Be your sage. There I'm you, sage, but there I'll be someone's sage. But be the sage. I am the sage, the sage, the angel. The angel voice of this company. How how long have you been training with Alpha at the Battlefield Performance Center? Since October fourth of last year, the greatest day of my life. Not gonna lie. Okay, so still relatively, okay. Uh, okay. still relatively new. Yeah, yeah. Um, I that's what only so many months. Not even a year yet. I don't. Mean, I think it's just gonna hit six months soon. Feels crazy, honestly, but it's so- worth it. So what's your what's your story? How did your love for wrestling come about? Oh my goodness! Since I was like nine or ten, I got into it with from my dad. Obviously, actually, I grew up knowing about Sting. Sting was the first wrestler I ever knew existed, and I used to do the Stinger Splash on my dad and my one sister like every night before bed. Really? Oh yeah, I got so excited when I saw that. I was like, heck yeah, I can do that. Um, They didn't like it, but I was like, I like doing this. And then when I was 11, I um, I went up to him and I was like, I'm going to be a wrestler, by the way. He said, okay. <laughs> he didn't even question it. He was like, yeah, I kind of figured. So it's been like since I was 11, I promised myself this is what I was going to do. And I would find a way. And I'm 21 now. took 10 years, but hey, we made it, baby. So how did you find the BPW? Um, I went to a, I went to a show, not a BPW okay. show, a different show. And... 
one of the locals around there actually told me about this place, about BPW and the existence of BPW. And I just randomly, I um just randomly sent a text, not a text, but you know, online they have that little form you have to fill out. Yeah, 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 And yeah. On Facebook. I, yeah, yeah, I just Yep. randomly filled that out one night, like I think a week after my 21st birthday, because I was like, hell, I, I got to do it. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then I got a text message that following Tuesday from TJ. And I remember I didn't open it because I thought it was a scam. So I took me Uh-huh, like a couple uh-huh. days Yep, to yep. open it and actually reply. And I was like, are you like legit? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay, Mm-hmm. okay, let's do this. And then we set up a tour. And I originally, um, I don't think I was going to start training that fall. But once I got to the facility and I saw everyone, I was like, nah, dad. I looked at my dad and said, nah, dad, like, I'm going 100%. And he said, he said whatever, whatever makes you happy, kid. That that's So that's yeah, awesome. that, and that's that's funny that you say that. Like you weren't you weren't sure if you were going to start it. This coming back here with the the relaunch of BPW because our history we did start in 2015. We had a few shows, um, but with office schedule at the time, he was all over the. He was, I mean, he was everywhere doing shows. He was doing shows in South Africa. He was he was still running Puerto Rico, South America. So I mean, it's crazy to run a wrestling company and still. be out there making towns and, and and beyond towns it's it's making countries at that point so we yeah decided to we decided to slow it down and then this time coming back around i was like ah oh, man i don't know i think i just want to be a fan you know but i went to the first show as a fan and i was like son of a bitch um he got me because as soon as i walked in you know you hear the music you see the crowd you see the workers coming out the wrestlers you hear those ring noises and stuff and it's like i gotta do something so you know i approached them and i said how about you know do you want me to do some articles and stuff like i do the spotlight article and different writings and he said yeah that'd be great and uh you know he asked me about reviving the podcast and i because i did one back then you know it was a solo show nowhere near as cool as this I, you know i was still I don't know. There was nerves back then and stuff like that, so it just You wasn't. were missing your banner to back you up. I mean, just 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 call it as it is. The, 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 well, that's true. That's like when he said, "Do you want to, you know, do you think you'd want to do a co-host?" And I said, "Absolutely." And he recommended Reggie Banner, and here we are. And then, you know, just looking to expand again, like I said, to create opportunities for the students here. You know, let's get let's get Sage in here. Let's, uh, Yeah, you know, let's let's she does ring announcing. Now let's have her be a voice. you know, for BPW as well. So that Reggie, you asked her about how she got signed up for battlefield pro wrestling. And why don't you tell everybody how they can go about uh, coming in to take that tour, talking to TJ, TJ Carson, by the way, who is, TJ uh, Carson. he's a, he's our head recruiter and um, he will take care of everything for you as far as getting set up and, and, and into the facility. So Reggie, Yeah. let the So folks the know how they can go about that. Yes, I mean the best way to go about reaching TJ is is super easy. All you have to do is literally text this man's phone number, and that's 484-554-6885. You text TJ, you tell him like, "Hey, I'm so and so. I want to be a professional wrestler for Battlefield Pro Wrestling." TJ texts you back, no lie. He schedules a FaceTime or a phone call with you, TJ, and Alpha. Alpha tells you what's going on, right? You go in there, you take your little tour, you check everything out. You will leave 100% amazed because the facility is, it's unbelievable. Like once you're in there, once TJ explains to you, once he introduces you to Alpha, you're not going to leave. You're like, you're, you're coming back as a wrestler. You're coming back as a commentator. You're coming back as something like you will be in love with it. I promise you.
Yeah, that's awesome. Give him that phone number one more time. And again, that's TJ Carson. TJ oh, Carson at 484-554-6885. Yeah, awesome. And we do have – there is a sign-up link online. Uh, we are working to get the the URL out there for that. So that'll be – you'll be able to sign up. You know, you could do it now, but it, yeah. officially we're, we're looking at avenues to make it a little bit easier. You know, phone call, text, uh, Facebook message, you could find TJ Carson. Yeah. You can find Alpha. You can find the Battlefield Pro Wrestling page. Myself, Reggie, uh, anybody, Sage, anybody that's mm-hmm. that that works of for the course. company. Word Let us know mouth. you're interested. Yeah, we'll get you. You know where you where you're going to be. We have a whole bunch of other announcements too coming up. We started the YouTube page. We are working on other socials as well: Twitter, Instagram, um, and the website is is going to be underway as well. So we're gonna we're just continue to grow. It, we're still in our infancy. You know, this is uh, the the relaunch, and there's a lot to do. But just you know, keep an eye because we're getting bigger every single week now mm-hmm. we would be remiss this is a professional wrestling podcast if we didn't talk about wrestlemania okay the the granddaddy of them all the the reason why every wrestling fan under the sun you know gets excited for it and, and, and it's two days so i want to kick it off by asking uh, let me ask you sage first what was your favorite match from both nights of WrestleMania. If you had to pick one, what would you say it was? If I had to pick one, I don't think it's going to come much as a surprise, but it was definitely Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I okay, mean, that okay. thing. That thing was insane. Like, as a, for a woman, like, as a woman, you know, training and wrestling. Um, well, like, it was crazy. It was hardcore. Um, I loved when she hit the riptide off of the second rope. That had me popped. I was, oh my God, I was on the edge of my seat the entire match because I, I'm not going to lie, I wanted Rhea to win, but I was getting a little nervous during certain parts where I was like, oh no, oh no, my predictions <laughs> better be right. But um, it definitely helped, you know, solidify Rhea as one of the top modern era stars. And um, it kind of, in a way, was like a redemption story for her because, I mean, she lost to Charlotte Flair during the COVID era WrestleMania. I forget what number that was, unfortunately. 36. Yeah. And that was for the NXT Women's Championship. And then she lost the Raw Women's Championship to Charlotte Flair, what, the following year? So for her to finally get that big, big victory over her, I think um, is really, really going to help her in the long run. Yeah. So, I mean, you talk about role models and people to look up for. And if you're a woman that wants to be, uh, you know, in the women's division and in professional wrestling, I mean, look no further. These those two just absolutely they killed it. That that's they stole the show. Know, definitely a good match. What about you, Reggie? What was your favorite? From Saturday, and you know, this is a little different for me. I was I was actually really surprised how much I enjoyed this match. But Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. When I saw Dominic's entrance, like, you know, with like the corrections office and everything, dude, I popped so hard. I'm like, yo, he's taking this twelve hours of jail thing too seriously. So when he comes out, he like, you know, the purple hat on, like, you know, the mask on, matching the purple, the purple, um, you know, ring here. I'm like, yo, Dom looks kind of tough, right? Comes out to the ring and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm actually really kind of feeling this match. Uh, Snoop Dogg drives out Rey Mysterio. He plays Eddie Guerrero's theme song. Come on. Like, I, I, I love that. I'm like, okay, like, you know, yeah. some, some tribute to Eddie. Yeah. And then the match, I was actually really surprised. I'm like, yo, Dom is a really good heel. Yeah, he's you know always I mean? been. But but no, but like yeah. he put on like you know him and his father put on like a show, and it literally reminded me of like 
a child who was just a rebel to his parents and like his dad finally like, started to spank him you know what i mean oh and then someone else stepped like bad bunny came in the ring so don went him with the chain and he's like yo you're not doing it this way like still trying to take the shortcut you know what i mean like i'm a man i'm a man but like you know i'm still a punk like i'm gonna do this to you like it, it was it was great to me and and michael cole how over he was for ray like teach your son a lesson like it was i loved it yeah, nope. That was that was definitely cool. I mean, Dominic is killing the. He needed this 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 rebirth of a, of a character from a character he perspective. Really did. Yeah, because I mean, they were trying to push him as like the white meat baby face and stuff like that. It just wasn't working. But now that he's doing this chicken shit heel thing, it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Like it's and it's it's one of the coolest you, things that's going on in pro wrestling right now. And you know what I love about that though, when he was a face, right? And are trying to push Dom. He was so boring, so dorky. You know what I mean? Like typical kid, like hit behind his dad, like, hi, I'm Dom. Nice to meet you. Like, you know, type of vibe. And now he's just so annoying, you know? And it's like the perspective change of his character from face to heel was like amazing. It was. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like I said, it's one of the, the best things that they have going. And I mean, for yeah. me, this probably won't be a big surprise. I'm I'm a, oh, God. pretty I'm pretty open with who I I mark out for, but Roman and Cody. I mean, oh, every, I loved it. Everybody and their mother for months thought that Cody was taking the belt off of Roman, except for you. The, I I'm telling you, I said I was messaging people. I said you're all about to be you know get the biggest swerve of your lifetime because yep. they just can't. Roman Reigns is white freaking hot, and he's too hot. Yeah. They can't, they can't, you know, they, whatever their plans are, but I mean, Roman is still the, he's still the man. He's taught King of the mountain there. And, uh, I mean, not to mention part of the Samoan dynasty here. He's going to hit a thousand days. Mr. Yeah. Off the junior's first cousin, um, <laughs> going to hit a thousand days there. And, uh, my least favorite match, you know, Sage, you, you mentioned the uh, the Ray. Oh, Ripley, I already know where you're going with this. Oscar and 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 Bianca Belair. I I love Bianca. Yeah, Belair. man. I'm a big proponent of her. I think she's she's on the same level as like Charlotte and Ray and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. my God, Oscar needs her shine as well. She's one of the best female right. wrestlers ever. And oh, you know, definitely. she just can't catch a break as going over. I think this is really going to set her back. You know, creatively, because what what do they? How do they get her over now? You know, yeah, you you can't. She should have yeah. won. Yeah. In, in my opinion, I think she should have won the match. Yeah. So from a match standpoint, the, I mean, the girls did great. I mean, it was a fantastic match, but creatively, I was like, ah, I, I just I didn't agree with it. So yeah, uh, Reggie. But what is what about you? What match didn't you care for too much? My least favorite match was, and you know, it, it wasn't a bad match, but I feel as though the wrong guy won the match. And that was the Edge versus Finn Balor match. Finn, I think he needed that win a lot more than Edge. Edge is already a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Like, he has nothing left to prove at this point. And what Finn went through, getting that gash on his head, I know that wasn't planned, you know, getting staples and everything like that. He, I don't know, it's like he deserved that win, you know? And it's like creative. Everyone from Judgment Day lost, except for Rhea. So it's like, Mm -hmm. what is this going to do for the group going forward? You know what I mean? They're going to be here in the long run. Edges, edges falling apart. So, <laughs> like, it's true. No, that that's a good call. One of my buddies, I know. one of my buddies said the same thing. He said, "What does this do for Finn Balor? You know, like the the guy has a hard enough time 
standing out and you know taking the lead as far as far as judgment day but yeah and then you know a good point that he made as well was like that was it for the demon like you know he just took him out took him out with like the ddt or whatever but yeah no i i get it and uh sage let's go to your least favorite match since we're on a on a roll here i got 100 percent agree with um reggie finn versus edge um it okay. like it had potential to i feel like be i i the match wasn't slow no i just i couldn't get into it as much as i thought i would and i agree that the wrong person won i mean they brought back the demon and i thought that would really help give finn the edge over uh yeah give edge i mean finn the edge the over edge over edge, edge. Himself. you're right and yeah. over edge and but i i and i was shocked with the ending when he what got ddt'd on a chair and i was like that's it that's seriously it that's what killed the demon yeah no and, the concerto uh, killed him <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Not so. a DDT. Remember, he got the concerto. Yeah, but he also did uh, get the impaler too first. Yeah. But yeah, you're so, right. You're right. But I still, was like, it's, he's a demon. He was the demon. Like, yeah. He came back and oh my god, I just hope that I can't lie. I hope this feud is over with because what it's it, been it like a year be. now. Yeah. It's got. It be. has to be. The worst thing about that match though is the freaking gimmicked tables that WWE uses. <laughs> yeah. Like those the things are tables. They're pathetic. Like Finn Balor probably hurt himself worse going through that table off the top ropes with the double foot because there's nothing yeah. to brace his fall there. No, like, just and you could see it flexing so bad even when Edge is rolling off of it. Like, yeah. So they they have some work to do. You're not going to see that here in BPW. We use <laughs> we use cabin doors. Yeah, we, we, we yeah. use cabin doors. Like we, we, we're we, smart. Poconos, baby. We make our own doors. Damn, Skippy. So that's that. That's uh. Three people's opinions on WrestleMania. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, another fun little exercise I thought about doing here because it is Easter week. And uh, whether you celebrate or not, I'm sure everybody eats Easter candy. So there's no denying that. Uh, oh, let's yeah. go to Sage Santiago. <laughs> favorite, favorite Easter candy and least favorite Easter candy. You are on um, the my, my least favorite is definitely those disgusting ass peeps. I mean, those are like what? They're just like. I don't even know how to describe them. Little jelly-like, marshmallow, sugary pieces of shit. Complete, Just pieces, yeah, of, pieces shit. of complete shit. ass. And yes. I don't know. And like, you, you open one package and they all get like hard, like in like ten seconds. Stop. It's disgusting. Stole, I don't know. You stole, you stole my answer, Reggie. Is it unanimous that peeps are the worst of all time? Peeps are number one worst candy of all time. Yeah. Doesn't okay. matter if it's 100%. Easter. All right. No one's eating peeps. So all really? three hosts of the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast are in full agreement that peeps suck ass and they're the worst Easter candy that you could buy. Um, mm-hmm. Your favorite, Sage. What do you got for your favorite? My favorite? I love the Starburst jelly beans. I could eat those all day. Good call. Oh my, I know. Yep. Yep. I love call. them. So yummy. Good call. Reggie Banner. Dude, I got to go the same way. Starburst jelly beans. It's like yeah. this, girl, this girl stole my notes. So like this is like my favorite candies. You know what I mean? Like I love them. They are very really? no, they're they're excellent. But now my favorite. Now this is I have to be perfectly clear here because there's a fatal mistake that you can make with these. My favorite is Cadbury caramel eggs, not Cadbury cream eggs. Cadbury cream eggs yeah. suck. Yeah, they, they do. Are, they're absolutely yeah. disgusting. They're just yeah. like sugary eggs of fondant and just nastiness. But the caramel eggs, my god, uh, those are by far my favorite Easter. So the so the caramel candy. satisfies, and the other one gives you diarrhea. It's just I can't Ew. even stomach them. Like it's they're just way too sweet. That's why. Yeah, I I knew I was gonna get heat for that because 
you know, everybody thinks as soon as you say Cadbury eggs, people are like, oh, fuck. But no, it's uh, <laughs> the, the caramel eggs are much different than than those. But uh, yeah, so the, doing things, switching things up here a little bit, you know, doing some different segments, trying to keep the folks entertained. But now it's time to get down to brass tacks. It's time to get down to business. We I have guess. the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Future Show Part 2 coming up very, very soon. That is going to be April the 16th, bell time, 3 p.m., Signature Performance Center Dojo, same place as last time. Sold out already, guys. Like, it's ridiculous. These like tickets, four hours. Yeah, as soon as yeah. they're off the print, they go because it is it is a limited capacity show, so we can only sell so many. And, uh, you know, it just speaks volumes how everybody, like I said before, the, the brand is growing and people want to see us and they want to see these students and they're coming out to see everybody. And, uh, you know, so we have a huge card that we're all going to, you know, look at previewing right now. I'll kick us off. We have newcomer Elijah Santos taking on Scott Sable. This this is an interesting match. So Elijah Santos, we don't know much about this guy, but from what I've seen from him, I actually watched a promo today, and I reached out and I you know wanted to get to know just a little bit about him. He was about five nine, two hundred and twenty pounds. Guy's in great shape. He 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 really does. You know, he he spends time in the gym, takes care of himself. Looks like, you know, he he is going to thrive off of keeping himself shrouded in mystery for right now. He's mm. he wouldn't give me much, you know, from an interview perspective, which is fine. Um, not expecting it. You know, he did say to look out for his finishing move, which is actually a fisherman's neck breaker. So, oh, ooh, gosh, oh, yeah, snap. kind of brutal. Yeah. So, yeah, Ooh, so Scotty Sable is going to want to have to stay out of the clutches for that. Now, the, the thing with Scott Sable, uh, we all know he's been an official for us for a while. So, again, here at Battlefield, you start out, maybe you start out referee, and then maybe, you know, you get your first match. And then until it just keeps growing and growing, as you get more experience, you get more opportunity. Um, I, I reached out to Scott. I said, Scott, how do you feel about, you know, your second match coming up here at uh, – the future show part two against Elijah Santos. And he said, you know what, Joe, I should be presented with a medal of courage for being courageous enough after the two degenerates, Harlan Calix and his scrawny. This is a quote. His scrawny friend, Mike Payton attacked me for no good reason, but getting back to Elijah Santos, nothing's going to prepare him for the meeting with the Sableizer. You guys know what the Sableizer is. I know what the Sableizer is. I know what the Sableizer is. Yeah. So the Sableizer that devastating DDT that Scott Sable likes to deploy. So it's going to be the uh, Fisherman's Neckbreaker versus the DDT. Very interesting. Hurts my neck thinking about it right now. The, the, the neck and head areas. So yeah. that is uh, one of the matches that you will see at the future show. Match number, well, in no particular order, folks. Just uh, going down the. Going down the line here, we have Reggie Banner's client, Ox Adams, taking on the intellectual interrupter, J.J. Smith. Take it away, Reggie. Oh, man. Now, this match is actually kind of personal to me. I love both of these young men. Like, they are pretty much like my sons to me. You know, don't even J.J. Smith, you know, like watching him train and watching him grow. The kid's phenomenal. But I see this match going one of two ways. Number one. I see Mr. J.J. Smith doing what he does best, and that's outsmart his opponent. This man's <laughs> IQ, Joe, believe there's not, his IQ is higher than my credit score. My credit score is an 850. 
Okay, first but, of all, no, it isn't. And second of all, <laughs> <laughs> and yes, second of, no, okay, it's not I'll, Reggie. Listen, in kayfabe, Reggie Banner has a perfect credit score. So. Okay. Joey Martinez is going to have an issue with that because he is the yeah. only one with the, the perfect He's going to fight you for that. Okay. Okay. Let, let, let me continue. Anyway, though, Sorry. I think – Yeah, you, you're fine. Let me let me tell you about my match what I think is going to happen. I think J.D. Smith is going to do whatever he has to do to win this match. He's actually been studying the Bible so he can learn more about David and Goliath so he can take down Ox Adams who happens to be seven feet tall, 360 pounds. But I really, truly see my client, Ox Adams, going over because you can't escape that vibe check. No. Yeah. No. I, you talk about David and Goliath. I mean, it's so cliche in sports. But, I mean, dear God, we're, we're looking at, like you said, seven feet, 360 to 370 pounds on any given day versus J.J. Smith, who – I mean, he he's not he's certainly not on the the, the big side, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's about a buck twenty, but he's smart. He does his homework. You know what I mean? Well, no. that's what I'm thinking. I mean, the kid's about five eleven, 170 pounds. You know, um, coming from Easton, Pennsylvania, so he's a local guy. Um, that that's awesome too. You know, we like to to scout talent from all around the area, and like you said, we've seen his growth. You know coming up here this is going to be uh what his third or fourth match here in bpw so far and, yeah um just continues yeah, to get third. up yeah just continues to get opportunities for himself the size advantage now we saw with casey navarro and dark stg how casey navarro was over to come that mm-hmm. with um mm-hmm. you know just pulling a, a move out of nowhere like the crucifix pin so i if jj smith is going to pull out of this one successful one he's going to either need to cheat or two He's going to need to come up with some sort of uh, rabbit out of the hat predicament like that. Maybe like a, a, a cradle or a, a schoolboy or something along those lines. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that match, we have Ox Adams and JJ Smith over to Sage. Now she's going to be previewing the OG Code Red. Yeah. Mr. Let me hold $5. Hey, give and- me $105, man. I'll give him that five for you. And he will be Heck taking yeah. on the debuting RJ Carnage. Sage, what do you got? Okay, so I'm like Primetime Heat's number one fan. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. So maybe I might be a little biased when talking about this. I mean, but for RJ, this is his in-ring debut at BBW. Um, so, I mean, obviously, Co doesn't have like a lot to study off of and see what RJ can bring to the table. I mean, from practice... Um, just from training, I can tell that this man is very similar to um, Malachi Black. Um, gives a lot of that vibes. However, I think at the end of the day, um, having the numbers game will play an advantage because we all know Dio and Trey will definitely be out there. Of course, they have to be. It's a group. And um, I think the power and the height advantage is also going to end up being it's going to end up giving um, Code the victory against RJ. Um, I mean, he's coming off of another victory against Mr. Reggie's client. Um, so we're going to see how. Yes, that, that is numbers true. game. Now you did. Now that's okay. Perfect point. We we talked about the numbers game before. Now, however, you can't really fault Prime. I'm going to take off my bias hat here because we know how I feel about cheating and stuff, but. Primetime Heat, they're on a roll right now. They, they've been picking yeah. up singles yeah. victories, tag victories, uh, six-person tag victories. So, I mean, 
as far as they're concerned, they're winning. So how they get those yeah. victories, they, they don't care. Um, oh, you know, it doesn't we, matter. No, it doesn't. And, you know, from where we're sitting, you have to give them credit for that. And like uh, Sage said, you know, all three of them are going to be out there yeah. just waiting for a slip up. And then, you know, how about this, though? Let me ask you this, Reggie. So uh, we go with Code Red and she mentioned that RJ is just making his debut. Code's been around the block. So He's that's got man. That's got to count for something. <laughs> You know, and with Cole Red being, like you said, around the block, Cole Red's been doing this for years. So I think, truthfully, I don't think he needs primetime heat out there with him to help him get this victory. You know what I mean? No, he doesn't. But he doesn't need he, him. He, but like, he, but he wants no. to. He can do whatever he wants to do. Exactly. I need, I need them all together. RJ, <laughs> that, that's avoid my his group. big boot by, by, by any means necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll, we'll, we'll it'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And then speaking of debuts, this this future shows is is chock full of debuts here. We have the brothers Gray, Damian and Salem Gray coming in to take on uh our own Bryce Reedus and Urinagi, who Bryce and, and, and Yuri came off the, the loss from the first future show to the Trumpets of Apocalypse. And now the they've made a challenge to the brothers Gray. Bryce and Yuri, I don't know what it is with these two, but the, they certainly don't don't mind challenging people that are much bigger than them. I mean, we have Damian Gray listed at about 6'2", 265. Right there alone. A big I mean, boy. That's, that's, that's a big than both of them. That is a yeah. big dude. And, and, you know, Salem's not far behind him. So Salem and Damian Gray, from what I've seen from them so far, they give off like, uh, yeah, first of all, they're brothers. Okay. So mm. when, when you have siblings, no matter what happens, you're not going to let anybody else mess with your siblings right so they have that going for them that bond so they're already on high alert looking for um looking out for each other they one thing came to mind the briscoes just really? yeah just i mean the whole dynamic of it they're brothers you know they they dress very similar with the vest and they have the masks and um kind of giving off like a biker gang type of vibe but hmm. Yeah, I mean, they could, you know, the Briscoes are, are definitely legends and stuff, but I kind of got that feeling from them. So I'm really excited to see them. And then Bryce and Urinagi, I mean, they're coming in. They uh, continue to to improve. They're, they're, I know they're spending time in the gym together, working on the, the cohesion aspect of it. And uh, I, Reggie, I know you're a big proponent of, of uh, Bryce and Yuri. Have you talked to them at all yet Come with this show coming up? Yeah, absolutely. I talked to them. And let me tell you, both of them, their confidence, despite, you know, losing minor setbacks, is on, like, level 100 right now for this match. And they're thinking, you know, their teamwork can outdo the brothers. So this is going to be really a really good match. Like, I'm excited <laughs> for this one. Yeah, I, I, I think we should be. You know, it's, uh, it, first of all, the debuting brothers, Gray. I want to see what they're capable of. And then uh, I want to see if Bryce and Yuri can get in the win column. I mean, uh, it's hard not to pull for them. But, um, yeah, yeah, one yeah, of our... Sure. One of our tag matches here, and then uh, we have <laughs> now this one. We're going to go back to Sage for this one since she's a primetime heat mark, and uh, I know she's also she's also she a championship. She's also a championship material mark, and this one is going to uh, be the mark weird. My, my favorite person in the universe, Vinnie Mac, taking on Dio Bando from Primetime Heat. Sage, both your boys. Okay, so this is definitely my dream match. I mean, ask anybody in the back. This is the one I am most excited for. 
I mean, it's my two favorites going against one another. So at the end of the day, whoever wins, whoever loses, I can't be entirely upset. But, um, you know, we have the, um, we have what the Samoan dynasty feuding with championship material. Yeah. So during mm -hmm. this match, I mean, Vinnie Mac's going to be completely distracted because he has to get also ready for his match with Appa at the next pay-per-view. Joey Martinez, it's going against Sean Maludo. Maluda. Maluda. Yeah. Maluda. My deep Learn apology. your Samoan words, honey. I know. I know, right? I can do Spanish, though. Um, Sean Maluda at the next pay-per-view. So, I mean, they're both going to have equal amounts of distractions. And once again, Primetime Heat is going to have each other's backs out there. Three on two, like... I have complete faith in Dio Bando picking up the victory. Um, oh, there it is. Is that an official prediction? It is. I'm so sorry, Vinny Mac, if you're listening. I do adore you. No, but... no, no. Don't apologize to him. That's awesome. Yeah, he kicked, he, they kicked me out of the group, but that's a whole other story. Don't apologize. Uh, no, no, no. I love I love the prediction for Dio Bando and Vinny Mac. But, yeah, two super highly athletic guys. Built very similar. And again, yeah, the numbers game, you know, you know, Joey Martinez is going to be lurking around ringside, but also mm -hmm. the OG Code Red and Trey Heat will be out there as well. Um, so, you know, we're ki we're kicking it back now. Uh, High Sky versus the aforementioned Trey Heat. Uh, Reggie, you seem to be a, a fountain of knowledge here on Kai Sky, and we know that you have a history with Trey Heat and uh, oh, that rivalry is far from over from what I understand. It's just, so. it's just getting started, baby. But check check this out. Kai Sky is going against Trey Heat. Um, don't don't get mad, but for this match, I'm actually leaning towards Trey Heat. You know Ooh. what I mean? He's he's got the experience. I know, like he got the experience over Kai Sky. He's got aggression. He's always angry like he's just you even look at um trey he's just he's just a killer behind you know behind the eyes but also he has primetime heat who's always lurking around you know what i mean just always lurk around and they like to push their weight around and just bully people now here's my yeah. thing about kai sky and like what he brings to the table he reminds me of matt hardy in 2003 you know how he was a bigger type of cruiserweight Ooh. You yep. know, he could still he could still fly around, but he still had some like, you know, some meat to him. For I sure. can kind of see, you know, Kai Sky, do, you know, doing those things like he's very like lucha in the ring, you know, and I don't think Trey is going to be prepared for a man that size throwing his weight around and moving that quickly. And, you know, I've seen Kai Sky do some practice and everything. Like, he's got a pretty beautiful cutter. He does, you know, kind of reminds me of DDP, but I still got to go Trey Heat on this match, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it's all fun and games with the, you know, the Lucha Libre stuff until you get punched in the face. I mean, that's just exactly. That's, and that and that's that's what Trey Heat, you know, that's what he's bringing, you know, to the table. And we mentioned once again about the, you know, the numbers game. We'll see how that plays into uh, the matchup. And then uh, moving right along, we have Harlan Calix with the the Weasley Mike Payton versus uh, Danger Jameson. So Danger Jameson. I know we've talked about this guy at nauseum so far, but he's a BPW original and we're, we're going back to uh, his debut. He originally debuted back in 2015 for us. And then uh, really? he took, took a powder for a while and oh, yeah. uh, he's back. Danger's back performing <laughs> stunts 
That's same uh, helmet and all. It's same helmet and everything, baby. From Mount Stuntmore, Danger Jameson, and he performs his stunts, and you know he just defies death every time he steps in the ring with his jump the ref stunt. And uh, on the other end, this guy just a fun loving guy. You know he's he's a fan favorite. <laughs> the kids like him. And then looking directly over at the other opposite end of the ring is Harlan Calix, who embodies the absolute opposite of that. And with Mike Payton, these guys are like. Mike Payton I don't know. stinks. Like I got beef with Mike Payton. Like itchy and scratchy or something. Like they're so like just so yeah, Reggie, we know you're not a fan of Mike Payton and Harlan Calix and Sage. You said you have beef with them as well. What's up with that? Uh at the last show, uh Mike Payton stole the microphone from my hands. No, nobody does that to mama. Uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. yeah, that's that's disrespectful. And then if I remember I know, correctly, right? that led into the uh tag match with Scott Sable and Tim versus uh these two bozos. And he had his glasses on the whole time. Who does that? Yeah, somebody that has is all bark and no bite. So it, it just tells you that he had no no real intentions of, of having a physical altercation. But uh what a dweeb. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's a good word. He, well, sorry, Mike Payton, you're not very well liked on the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's and you'll just, never take over. Just uh-uh. like just like peeps, it's unanimous. Yep. <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh, Peyton, we don't like you. The next match I want to talk about here is a guy that I'm really high on. Uh, just from a, uh, a prospecting standpoint is Arson Kruger. This dude, I, I can't get over mm-hmm. the physique on this guy. Um, I know I, I'm like a broken record, but who's in better shape than Arson Kruger at this point? And uh, I mean, he is just the strength. The athleticism shows through. He has a, he has a great look to him. He comes out shoots his fireball you know looks like Wolverine doesn't he he yeah you say that all the time and it's 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 very true so you know comes out looking like Wolverine and then we have him um he's taking on El Genifis Yafet um you want to talk about a lucha style wrestler this guy very impressive with some of the moves that he could pull off here and uh you know Genesis says that he is chosen by the creators um his desire is to be better. He's on a path. It's his way. He's the beginning and the end. Um, he is the perfect creation of the makers of time and space. And uh, he's the complete reality of this world. I mean, what? What? Like, what? This guy sounds like he's like a little bit full of himself, maybe. Uh, for it's a Puerto his... Rican thing. Okay. So. F- Puerto Rican think, especially Puerto Rican men, but I grew up around them, so you know what I mean. Like, yeah, Genesis is is from Puerto Rico. Um, thank you. You know, he uh, just he thinks he's better than everybody else. He says he looks better. Um, he comes off better. He well, thinks he does I wouldn't everything. say like a Puerto Rican thing. That's that's like you know a Latino pride, like Eddie Guerrero. You know, they just reformed yeah. the LWO. And, you know, like right now, the Latino people, are, you know, they're back on the rise in wrestling and he wants to show BPW, the lucha side of wrestling. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with him. Just is no. think All my cousins are like that. Me primos. <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with being confident. But I mean, to a certain extent, you have to kind of be respectful about it. I mean, to come out and just say that you're better than everybody else is, uh, I mean, it's kind of a stretch, you know, especially for making your your debut, but we'll see Arson, uh, you know, he's coming off his loss to, to V Marino who, you know, 
Arson ended up with some balls in his face because V Marino's yeah. very the disrespectful. And, okay, uh, but I'm calling it now. Arson Kruger will be the breakout star of BBW. I mean, women women have six a sixth sense, and you know that's that's my prediction. Watch until the end of the year. I'm going to be right. That's why we that's why we brought you on to the podcast because we need different perspectives. Because Reggie and I, you know, just look at things from a male perspective and now we have the female yeah. voice as well so that's awesome and an alternative opinion yes yes absolutely and uh we definitely appreciate it so i but i too i think arson you know i'm pulling for the kid to pick up his first victory here in the battlefield um uh, here's another this here's another match we're going to go to you sage to break down we have the philadelphia playboy the national treasure mr swivel hips himself taking Ooh. on the closer, Joey Martinez, Vinnie Mac's bestie, uh, mm-hmm. part of championship material, just blech, puke. Go ahead, oh, Sage. Break oh, it down. Okay. I mean, um, this is probably the second match I'm most excited for, just because I think Joey and Playboy are both incredibly talented and so much fun to watch in the ring. For sure. Um, Playboy, he may be a walking probation, but he showed up and showed everyone out last time. I mean... You can't help but trust. I mean, his hips don't lie, and you, you got to trust a man whose hips cannot lie. He likes Shakira. Um, heck yeah, that's my girl. I think Joey's gonna have a lot of. I feel like adrenaline for this match. Um, most definitely after the whole incident at Crash Course with Alpha and the fireball. But um, at the end of the day, I'm counting on the Philadelphia Playboy to pick up the victory again. I just, I mean, there's no stopping that man. There's no not stopping a, that man. There's there's not a doubt in our minds, ladies no, and we, gentlemen. He's coming. All you to gotta sneak. do is roll those hips, and uh, it, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We we all know my pick on that one because you know championship material can go pound it for all I care. Oh, Reggie, oh. you want to make a you want to make a pick in that match since we're. Uh, hey man, I'm swiveling. I'm swiveling with the Playboy. Yes, we're oh, unanimous man. once again. I don't know if the if the planets are aligning or or. Or what? But we seem to all be, for the most part, we're on the same page, which is which is nice. Um, How can we not be? And now let's see. Speaking of going back and speaking of V Marino, V Marino is is pitted with the task of taking on Phil Insane, who's coming off the greatest moment in his career so far, and one of the greatest moments in professional wrestling, where he took out uh, Danny Demano in the, the death match. So. V Marino, I already saw a post from him on Facebook <laughs> talking about, uh, you know, he's not afraid of anybody and he's going to chop Phil down to size. Reggie, come on, Dude, man. Let's have a, give him the me, reality check. Let me, just, let, me, let, me just, let me just break it down while my name is Reggie Banner. I'm going to tell you everything about this match you need to know. Let me just start by saying V is tough. V is methodical. He's smart and he always has, he always has a good strategy to win, right? He embarrasses and pins all his opponents by sitting down on top of them, you know, just he doesn't care about anybody who wrestles. But with that being said, how how in God's name is he going to just, you know, try to walk all over Phil Insane, get inside of his head, you know, get out the ring? How how are you gonna power drive a man that size too? Like Phil is just I, I love V, he's great, but He's literally fighting Phil Insane. This man, I saw thumbtacks going off on him when he was through a table, when when he wrestled. 
after his match, he was just he got up like nothing happened to him. Like, I don't think V has a chance. No, I mean, it's clear <laughs> that the threshold for pain for Phil Insane is just much different than any other human being on this planet. If if we want to say that Phil Insane is is a human being, but yeah, I, I mean that's a, that's a great point. And then you know you mentioned how he's going to get him up for the pile driver. He's not going to be able to. I mean, it's just it, certain things you you just cannot overcome, like a physical a physical difference like this with Phil versus V. I mean, V. I'll give him this. It's a savvy guy. You know, he will again. He'll probably do whatever he can to gain an unfair advantage. Um, but that's his game, you know, and and that, and that's what he does. If if V Marino's victorious here, I would be very surprised. Sage, what do you say? Um, I'm going with Phil 100%. I know at Crash Course, I actually almost yeah. got ran over by him during his no disqualification match when they eventually made it outside the ring. Uh, oh, wow. And that was that was that was a little scary. Um, but I survived, obviously. Um, you know, I think V is incredibly talented. I mean, he's the superstar for a reason. But I feel like when you're pinned up against Phil Insane, it's just it's only going one way, regardless of who you are. And Phil is going to come on top. He's going to get the victory. Yeah, and Sage, like like you said, like how do you get in the mind of someone whose mind is there's nobody home in it? He's crazy. He's crazy. You can't get mad butcher. He's the mad butcher for a reason. Joke probably getting his head, but that's about it. Uh no, I uh listen. We're not gonna start giving me uh these uh off off the wall assignments. I'm good just uh watching the match from a distance. Uh, okay, <laughs> there's, there's certain certain things you don't wanna, you know, necessarily rock the apple cart on there, Reggie Banner. But uh thanks for always <laughs> thanks for always putting me out there to uh do this bullshit where I'm gonna get killed. But uh, hey, I hey man, it. better you than me. I got your back. Oh my gosh. So oh. that that concludes the preview for the future show part number two again april 16th 3 p.m bell time signature training academy in the dojo and uh that is the prelude to zero hour featuring matt cardona so get your tickets while you can because like i said they have been selling like hotcakes and we are probably looking at a standing room only capacity there um this is this is a huge deal for this area and for Battlefield Pro Wrestling, but just goes to show you the kind of talent that uh, we're looking to bring in here. And uh, Cardona will be taking on Casey Navarro. I know we've all uh, become fans of Casey Navarro very very quickly, and that match is going to be pretty pretty <laughs> exciting, I, I would say, because you know Casey Navarro wants to make a name for himself, and Matt Cardona is not going to want to get pinned by you know. And I want to—I'll just call it what it is—an up-and-comer. I mean, Casey is still trying to make waves and 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 make things. And Cardona's been doing this a long time, and he's been on the biggest stages of them all. I mean, the guy won the Intercontinental Belt at WrestleMania for God's sake. So, I mean, that's pretty big. So, uh, Sage, it was awesome having you join us here. Uh, well, for the, the pleasure's all mine for the podcast. Yeah. Like I said, it's great to bring in another perspective. You know, especially a female perspective, because there's just as many women that like wrestling today as men do. the The business has evolved so much, and uh, you know, as far as you, Reggie, you know, you've been with me since the start. I appreciate that. But we have uh, I want to wish everybody that celebrates this week a very, very happy Easter. Um, I know I'll be celebrating, and uh, just happy Easter, happy Easter, happy to everyone. Easter, everyone. 
And stay away from those peeps because they're absolutely garbage. For real. According to the Battlefield <laughs> Pro Wrestling Podcast. But they're disgusting. Big Joe Machesco for Sage Santiago. And as always, my cohort, Reggie Banner. Yeah. We are out. I've been waiting for days to think about my time in the maze. I'm coming out in Julian Gray's.